0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. We know that Hollywood entertainment and medical doctors often use the fascinating dynamic of popular TV shows to explain and demonstrate new medical procedures and technologies. And one particular TV show in, in that is very popular currently is the award-winning CBS TV show, The Doctors. One of the things I have found is rare in the world of cosmetic surgery is that an internationally known TV doctor will actually reveal their private cosmetic surgery journey to a TV audience. Today we have Dr. Jennifer Berman, a host of the CBS TV show, The Doctors, who recently underwent some facial plastic surgery procedures with world-renowned surgeon, Kian Karimi of Ujeeva Medical Aesthetics in Los Angeles. Today we have both Dr. Berman and Dr. Creamy on the show with us. Dr. Berman, Dr. Creamy, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio.
1: Hi, thank, thank you. Thank
0: you. Well, you know, I want to start asking you, Dr. Berman, because, you know, you are at the forefront here in terms of, you know, being a leading TV doctor. You're in private practice, you know, with a thriving practice in Los Angeles, and, you know, you were the face of of that uh, team of of doctors on the show. Um, For our listeners, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your practice and kind of how you became a TV doctor and then ultimately how you came to meet Dr. Karimi? Yeah, and I
1: do want to preface all of that that you just said, but I'm also uh, a woman, and I'm a mother, and I'm uh, 52. So I, you know, which I'm technically menopausal and getting older, and I have the same concerns just because I'm on TV and I'm a doctor doesn't mean that I don't have the same, you know, concerns that any other woman does and doesn't experience the same consequences of aging and sun damage and the poor care that I took of my skin when I was in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. So, um, you know, in, in hindsight, I probably after having gone through this process, I would have done things differently, and I definitely um, teach my children and my patients to, to do differently, definitely in terms of the sun. But in terms of my practice, I'm a urologist, um, and I was trained in a traditional urologic practice, and I decided um, to, uh, I guess it was towards the end of my residency when Viagra was getting FDA approved for men at that time, I was involved with that research, and I realized that there was a a lack of information, lack of understanding, lack of research, and even lack of interest in terms of the female aspects of sexual function and response, Um, and that's, you know, we were, doctors really weren't equipped um, to address those issues, nor was there really anything in the medical literature, nor were we taught in medical school, so I sort of, made it my mission to, to change that. And I started doing research uh, in the lab. You know, I did animal research, clinical research. I went on to write papers and books and chapters and changed things in terms of how the medical community viewed Female sexual function and response. And um, I feel in part, there were other people obviously working with me, but I feel like I was in the trenches at that time. And, um, you know, I, I'm very happy with how things have changed. Although there's no FDA approved treatments yet um, for, you know, a lot of sexual function complaints that women experience, we've come a long way since, you know, when I was in my training. And then, so how I got on TV was just by, you know, there was a huge amount of interest from the media uh, about this field, and I just happened to be in the right place at the right time and kind of kept going.
0: You know, and I think that's great that you actually bring up, you know, obviously women's sexual health and and your, you know, advocacy in terms of helping us all have a much happier sex life um, and all the functions. But I think the balance that you just talked about with being a mom, you know, being a woman, being a, a doctor with a practice, a career person, and then being on a show—how do you manage to balance all of that? It, you
1: know, it's hard. Um, I think that uh, whether you're on TV and whatever, you know, women in general balancing work career, children, and relationships is something that, you know, is very challenging. And uh, it doesn't come with a book. And I certainly, you know, my mother didn't teach. My mother was a stay-at-home mom, so I never, I didn't have a role model for it. And I think we do the best that we can. Balance is really what I kind of try to live by, and I try and maintain balance in my life, and I also really focus on stress reduction and things that I can do, you know, taking care of myself emotionally. Riding my horse is really important for my sanity. Going a soul cycle, exercise, diet, fitness, and, you know, ma- taking care of myself as well as, as, well as others um, is really kind of how I maintain my sanity in this bright race Absolutely. that we live in.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then leading to taking care of yourself, Dr. Karimi, um, who I understand has helped a little bit with that recently, um, if you can just, you know, um, you you have been a frequent guest on Aesthetic Insider Radio, um, but we always have new listeners, and for those that haven't had the opportunity to, to meet you yet, if you could just share with us a little bit of your background, and then perhaps, you know, you have been a regular guest on The Doctors and on Extra and other television programs, so perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about your experience there.
2: Uh, Sure, uh, Angela. So I'm a double board certified uh, head and neck and facial plastic surgeon. I'm actually uh, originally from Indiana where I did my uh, medical school there. Then I did my head and neck uh, surgery training in Florida, and I did a fellowship in facial plastic surgery in Toronto. And uh, I decided to move to Los Angeles because I was really uh, fascinated by the uh, diversity here. I really loved the the vibe and the feel uh, of the city. So I decided to come out here and, uh, and establish my practice, and uh, haven't looked back since.
0: That's fantastic. And then, you know, um, you know, I do understand that Dr. Berman and Dr. Creamy. Um, um I um, did you meet on the TV show, the doctors, or had you met each other prior mm-hmm. to that?
1: So what happened, you know, the doctors uh, does highlight, as you said in the beginning, different doctors, different fields, different specialties, but they really try to cull and highlight the experts, leaders, pioneers in any field. Um, and Dr. Karimi was highlighted on the show. I saw, I happened to be um, co-hosting that day, and the day that I met him, and he was doing a um, several different ty- types of minimally invasive in-office procedures for um, there were different women and I that had the same concerns that I did about their skin um, and their sagging eyes, neck, and jowls and everything else that um, that I definitely was struggling with. And I saw how you managed those issues and I saw the outcome from those patients literally on the show, the before and after, which was in a matter of an hour. And I was told um, the producer, I said, I want to do that. You know, I, can you ask him? Go find him. And so she went back, you know, all the way on the other side of the Paramount lot, you know, with her, you know, shuffling over there, finds him. And he said, and he agreed. And I told him, like, she, Dr. Berman saw that. He wants to do it. And she comes running back. And she said, he agreed. He's going to do it. Da, 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 da. Oh, and so fantastic. I was so So right then and there, like, on the Paramount lot. You know, room with cameras. Actually, I let them show. You know that him doing um, a thread procedure, the thread lift, which he can explain if you're curious about that. Which was the step that I did before the actual surgical procedure, um, and that was the beginning of our relationship. And then. From there, you know, the thread, I was, uh, my, my situation, the, the skin laxicity or the looseness of my skin was so progressed that he told me that I wasn't an ideal candidate for the thread lift, but that he would certainly try, and that it did offer me some improvement, but not the full kind of um, effect that
0: we were looking for. Now, Dr. Berman, as being on on the show, and obviously you have cameras on you, and you have this um, issue with with loose skin, uh, uh jowlin. Um, uh, w- did you do anything um, prior to meeting Dr. Karimi? You know, in terms of trying to disguise um, the effects that were of the facial aging that was happening to you on the show. Oh my gosh!
1: Well, the big, was they, how they hid the facial aging, you know, their it's are makeup, so they have amazing uh, makeup artists that were able to cover the skin damage and, um, you know, brown spots that I had all over my face. And then in terms of the sagging uh, neck area, I actually, which apparently I think it was uh, Carol Burnett and then um, Barbara Streisand and Cher, uh, you know, had issues with the neck and this... Uh, another makeup artist developed these tapes that are, it's like almost like clear scotch tape attached to a um, stretchy uh, connector, and it basically pulls the neck back so you can pull either side of your neck with a tape with a connect like an elastic connector between it. And I use that. So I behind my neck, Makeup artist would gut on one side, lift, hike up my nair, hair, pull my neck back, like one lady would pull the neck back, the other lady would stick it on, and, you know, it was like hauling my neck, like if I had enormous boobs or something, lifting them up, pulling it back, taping it, pulling my hair down, and then I'd go out there, you know, on stage, and, you know, it's still, even with that on, it's it, that really helped. But what the issue with it is that I would even wear that out into the real world sometimes. You know, when I would be out at night, you know, I'm divorced, so I'm also out, you know, in the world dating and things, and I would have to wear that ridiculous tape in the back. And I was always self conscious, like, eventually I have to take this off and they're going to see my real neck. So it was, it, you know. It's not all about the outside appearances, and I don't want to give that impression, but being on TV doesn't help that insecurity. And I think all women struggle with changes in their appearance, uh, you know, as we age. And so I'm no different than it, it
0: anyone also, else. Your description almost reminds me of um, Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard who, you know, with the, I'm ready for my close-up for Mr. DeMille, <laughs> you know, and <when> you <laughs> have the tapes on her face. That's fantastic. Right. Oh, and so... Um, and then, Dr. Creamy, you know, um, you know, Dr. Berman just mentioned the threads that you did in the, you know, the first step to kind of help with some of that. Um, would you like to explain to our listeners a little bit more about that particular thread lift that you that you did on Dr. Berman, and then, you know, perhaps go more into, you know, the more recent um, procedures that she has undergone with you.
2: Yes, uh, so actually, I was uh, I was taken by surprise. I was literally out the door, and the producer found me and was like, "Oh, Dr. Berman would like to have this procedure done." I was like, "Oh, great! We'll have her contact me and come to my office." She's like, "No, no, she wants to have it done now."
0: <laughs> and
2: luckily, I had brought extra supplies, and so uh, we did it. And actually, we did get uh, some result, uh, like like she said uh, for that area, but it just wasn't uh, quite enough. Um, for what we were looking for. And so... Um,
1: Who's
2: the ideal candidate for that Yeah, so so the ideal candidate for uh is really someone with mild uh, descent of their mid-face or of their cheeks or just a little bit of uh, kind of early jowling around the um, kind of the, the saggy jowls uh, area. The neck, uh, very frankly, is very challenging to treat just with threads alone uh, because there's nowhere to put that extra skin. We're really just kind of uh, pulling the skin up and moving it from one place to another. And when you have a true excess of skin uh, without actually having a way to remove that extra skin, it's very difficult to just disguise with threads.
0: Okay, okay. And then... The the threads that you used, is there a specific name? Because I know there have been threads in the past that are no longer in use, and and there's more current threads. Correct.
2: Yeah, so we were highlighting the uh, dissolvable uh, PDO threads called Nova threads. And so these have made a a real strong reemergence in the American market because now they're a lot safer uh, and more effective than threads of the past, because they're simply placed right under the skin, Uh, there's no deep uh, knots or fixation or anything of that nature, and they are 100% dissolvable. And in fact, as they dissolve, they improve the uh, quality of the uh, skin and the muscle beneath it um, by building collagen.
0: Okay, okay. And then, you know, when you talk about the aging face and and like a facelift, for instance, I mean, obviously there's... Upper facelift, full facelift, mid facelift, lower facelifts. Um, it sounds in this case that this was much more of a, a neck and lower face area. Um, is is that more like a micro neck lift, or what? What would you call this procedure? So,
2: so right. So we termed <coughs> it the micro neck lift because it was well for two different reasons. Um, you know Dr. Berman really didn't need a, a facelift she just didn't have that kind of descent or aging she really just wanted to have the neck uh, improved and an isolated area of improvement so we focused the procedure on just the neck and this is part of the reason why her recovery was so quick compared to a traditional uh, facelifting procedure. So, the micro neck lift really targeted the muscle, um, the platysma muscle, and we got under that muscle used an endoscope to really neatly uh, and, and bloodlessly dissect those areas. To lift those areas and then trim the extra skin, uh, thus by thus targeting the neck itself.
1: Apparently, I had, and I don't know how many people have this, but a disproportionate amount. The top of my face, like from my mouth up, was one age, and then from the, my lower lip down to my décolletage is another, like 10 years older. <laughs> oh and um, so I was disproportionate, and and it, so that I don't know how many women have that or how common that is. But being able to only do what needed to be done without having to have, because I've seen people post facelifts, and I, you know, I was petrified of that. Um, so this was not that, and I'm happy that it that it wasn't. But just for the viewers or listeners, how many to know that there is an option before having to, you know, walk off that ledge, and how many women is that normal? What I had that
2: frequently? Um, it is frequent, and the neck uh, is one of the biggest complaints that we get That because the neck can age. The skin of the neck is different than the skin of the rest of the face, so the neck can age out of proportion to the rest of the face, um, and a lot of uh, women and men, in fact, uh, feel that well, only a facelift is their their only option, and so they are uh, scared or hesitant to go through that because they've either seen or heard that that can be a significant, uh, very long surgery with a lot of recovery and downtime.
0: And then, you know, some of the other procedures, I think you mentioned the sun damage and um, kind of eye area was was showing signs of aging on Dr. Berman, Um, and there still seem to be a trend now in more combination treatments for patient versus a patient just having one thing and waiting a while and going back to something else. Um, was this more of a combination treatment that you did on Dr. Berman?
2: So combination therapy is really the, the future of aesthetics and the future of, of, of plastic surgery. And what I mean by combination therapy is that we're addressing multiple components of aging or of not looking as refreshed as possible. So in Dr. Berman, for example, we addressed the muscle, the extra skin with the micro neck lift. We addressed a slight amount of extra skin of their upper eyelids and uh, most important, not most importantly, but of equal importance, was to address the sun damage of the skin itself with the halo resurfacing laser, which we were able to perform simultaneously. So now we've addressed from the muscle to the skin uh, and the sun damage, and that is what has really yielded this incredible result. And how do you feel today, Dr.
0: Berman?
1: I feel great. So one week, like literally a week after the surgery, I uh, went to New York and gave a talk, a public talk. And then I was wanting to exercise at that point. He wouldn't let me. And then two weeks to the day, probably the hour, I went to SoulCycle and started exercising again. he told me that if I got my heart rate, the main reason was getting my heart rate above 140 would cause more swelling. Um, So I didn't do it. And um, I... Yeah, it was it was I guess for a day the night post op and maybe a day or two after, um, I was a little bit under the weather, but actually I was shopping in Beverly Hills um day two I think. Yeah. <laughs> and like sort of on pain pills, telling everyone how <laughs> fabulous he was, talking around the cris. Another you know, oh,
0: yeah.
1: day in Hollywood. Eyes, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> only in Hollywood. I had a hat on because I, was, you know, I can't be in the sun anymore. So, um, but yeah, no, the recovery was really great, and um, they, I, yeah. The and the other thing of, a, a, in addition to my neck, which I was very self-conscious about, were the jowls, like the the next to the mouth, and um, the procedure that he did addressed that also. So the jowls and the like. Gushy, squishy, hangy, you know, double chin. When you do like, because now my my kids have set up FaceTime and Snapchat, and when you're on your phone, like when I see it most when I'm on, you know, when I'm speaking on Skype, when I'm speaking to somebody else, and I can see myself, you know, on my phone or my camera, it it was, it was like traumatizing. So um, yeah, now now it's you tend to obsess and see things. Um, in Technicolor, once you kind of are aware of it.
0: That, that's an interesting interesting point that you make there about you know we are and and again you know like you said earlier you know this isn't just about vanity you know and there's there's many other issues you know as women or as, as men that we have um, but but we are now in, in a digital era where you know I mean I use FaceTime all the time with my son in London and and I think we are at a point where we look at ourselves a lot more, not because we're choosing <laughs> exactly. to, like, for vanity purposes. We just, that's our communications tool. And so I agree sometimes you see yourself and think, oh, my goodness, <laughs> do I really look yeah. that way?
1: All right, so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I, I do
0: want to make
2: one point, Angela. As I'm here looking at uh, Dr. Berman's before and after photos, patient therapy, uh, some people may think that, oh, we're doing a lot of stuff, and you may actually look different. And one of the biggest fears of anyone considering a facial aesthetic or, or facial plastic procedure is, to, is that they're going to appear different. And um, looking at, at the photos and looking at her work, we really uh, see that she looks like herself. She just looks like a uh, much more refreshed version of herself. And so someone that may have not have seen her for a while will look at her and say, well, it doesn't look like you've had anything done at all. And we really emphasize the, the point that good work is not seen.
0: Uh, would you agree with that, Dr. Berman?
1: I would agree with that. I would, I because I everyone knew I was doing this. All my friends family, and when they see me, they say, "You look exactly the same, but you look like you." Which is, and that was one of my fears that I would that I, the way that I my the, that my face would be different, my eyes would be wide open. You know, I've seen people. A little botched, and even you know not botched, that just the the characteristics of their face changed, and I was a little bit scared about that, especially when dealing with the eyes. So yeah, so I I think that his technique, and I noticed that from day one, that you know the that the subtleties of of his work, and that he really um, listens and hears, and the small subtle things that you notice on Snapchat or wherever else that he he actually. Hears you and sees them as well, which is unique because I've seen a lot of different doctors, plastic ENTs, and dermatologists, and you'll tell them, I don't, this spot on my chin where it's it dimples, and they say, yeah, 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 but you know that they don't really see it. He actually sees the area, understands, you know, hears you, and then um, is very um, appropriately conservative, not too conservative, not too aggressive in, in dealing with the issues, and um, does it naturally. So, in a natural, with a natural,
0: look, so I'm very happy. I'm Would you say it was that kind of attention to detail that, that where, you know, Dr. Creamy obviously gained your trust, you know, for you to, to go through with a procedure with him, um, did that attention to detail help you make that decision to, you know, have these, these more recent procedures? Yes, that's the way I describe it
1: when they say what, about him is that I, he's OCD meticulous, attention to detail, and he won't just do so, like I, I've tried to get him to do a little more, like he tells you, um, you know, what is appropriate, and he's very honest and manages expectations realistically, he doesn't promise anything, he says, well, if I do that, it's not going to fix that, he tells you why, so on um, your point, as to your point about who you should, trusting your doctor and the doctor that you is, is absolutely paramount and extremely important that you you know feel comfortable you know with that person that they hear you that they listen to you and in their competency. So that's what impressed me was the detail orientedness his personality obviously he's very pleasant and um, easy uh, and he listens he listens hears um, which is you know not always been my experience in this uh, cosmetic world, out here in
0: California at least. Yeah. You know, and now obviously both of you are very busy and, and you know, Dr. Berman, mm-hmm. you know, you have, you know, again, your career, your family, your TV show, and Dr. Karimi, you know, you have your practice and your family and you are always lecturing all over the country and doing trainings. How did the two of you manage to actually schedule a, a, the timing of this, you know, Um for you to take the time to have the procedures and the down, you know The downtime and everything else between both of your practice schedules and studio production dates I can tell
1: you from my standpoint. I we scheduled it intentionally around the Thanksgiving holiday So I didn't have my kids they were going to be with their dad I was you know, I would have liked to have gone somewhere or done something, but I decided to recover here in Los Angeles I had a friend Come out and stay with me. And um, so I had that time off. The show uh, booked it in concordance with their break. The show was on hiatus. We taped it. Uh, we, we did the surgery, I think, the Thursday before they shut down for hiatus. And um, that's how, you know, that's what I would recommend to anybody doing these surgeries is to plan around a holiday or a break when you, you know, can take time off work, be in bed and uh, have someone to take care of you.
0: So that's how I did it.
1: And he had to, do, so you had to stay here over Thanksgiving
2: too, because of me? <laughs> I was well, yeah, going to say, yeah, Dr.
0: Creamy, there are no holidays for you. <laughs> no,
2: well, the, the holidays, especially towards the end of the year, uh, is the busiest time um because a lot of people take that very advice where they do it over the holidays. So I tend to take my holidays at different times of the year uh, because there is definitely, this is definitely a great time to do it. And when we do procedures, it's just as important to have the uh, support system of friends and family uh, to help recover you, that it's not going to be a uh, personal burden, it's not gonna be a professional burden. It's really, um, the point of all of this is that it really works with your schedule uh, otherwise, it defeats the purpose, and uh fortunately, with our techniques and doing things in a um, very delicate fashion, we can uh, deliver on the promise of being able to return to your life after a week
0: yeah, absolutely, I would agree with that you know we have just a few minutes left on the show here, so i want and I've got millions of questions I could ask loads of questions um but i I would like to ask you dr Berman um you know um Obviously, you know your procedure and 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 Dr. Creamy, you know, is you know will be broadcast on the TV show The Doctors, and um, again, that is a big leap for somebody to go public with procedures that they have had. And so, you know, why did you choose to allow kind of millions of people the opportunity to follow your surgery and and the anti-aging treatments that you've had with Dr. Creamy?
1: You know, I really feel strongly about being authentic and real and not, you know, we all struggle with with these challenges of aging and being a woman and um, to do so without shame, I think, is is the best way to, to approach it. And I want other women to feel, you know, that they're not alone. Uh, that there are options. It was not only my face, by the way, that I've done on national TV. I, you know, covered my stress incontinence (laughs) and vagina, everything. So I feel very, um, you know, for better or for worse. By the way, I'm more self-conscious about the neck than I was about talking about my stress incontinence. Isn't that odd that I was more embarrassed? But I pushed through. You know, obviously I went through and did it, but there was a tweak of cringing, you know, talking about my aging neck more so than even stress incontinence. And, and I don't know why that why there's shame in you know in, in trying to remain useful but there, we all want it but we're all embarrassed to own it and I you know that was that's breaking those taboos is like right up my alley I was putting a piece of chocolate cake in front of me and so I you know walked off I that I made it you know a priority to kind of try and make change that sort of like how I broke the frontiers in female sexual health. I think, you know, it, there's there's no shame in this, and um, it happens to all of us. And the only thing that I am a little bit embarrassed about is when they gave me the medication before I went into surgery. I have no recollection after I took yeah. that little pill to, you know, Waking up in a bed, I like, I don't know. So that's a little off-putting, but um, <laughs> yeah, other well, than that, I you know I'm excited to see how it turns out. With the show, you know, the producer is one of my favorites, the field producer that came that day, and she stayed for the entire procedure, which is not always the case. You know, it was a four and a half. Was it a four, four and a half four and a half hour procedure. She stayed the entire time, and um, you know I'm excited to see. When we do the reveal on the show, I'm excited to see the,
0: the the piece and how it turns out. Well, Absolutely, <laughs> and then <laughs> so ugly. I I love that phrase <laughs> that you just said. We all want it, but we're ashamed to own it. And and I do think one thing that is 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 really important to clarify is, you know, this isn't just a uh, you going on and and kind of commercializing a procedure so much as. I I think it's very much, uh, and which I think the show is is all about anyway, which is really education. And Dr. Creamy, I know education and patient education is something that is really big for you. Is that true?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's uh, one of the things that gives me the most fulfillment, and uh, one of the things that allows me to really stay on the on the cutting edge of my field is, is just not only being an educator but being a lifelong student.
0: Absolutely. Um, and, and Dr. Berman, I know um, for, you know, listeners that they can learn more about you at BermanSexualHealth.com and then with you, Dr. Karimi, with you, TheMedical.org. Um, are there any last-minute things either of you would like to, to tell our listeners? I think, um, you know,
1: that if you have concerns about your uh, the changes in your body or skin or appearance, I think that it's, you know that, that there are options, that there are treatments available that are minimally invasive, that are affordable. By the way, you know for the, for the masses, all of the all of the not just you know surgical procedures, but there's a lot of other things, and that that you know women make it a priority to, to stay young, healthy, fit, and to feel good about themselves. I wanted to look in the mirror and look on see myself on Snapchat. You know, and not cringe every time. And I am so pleased with the results. I can't tell you. Like every, I'm surprised every time I look in the mirror because I'm expecting the old face, and when I see the, you know, the new, it's just such a, such a pleasure. Um, and I, you know, yes, there's some vanity in there, but I think it just, you know, having a new, fresher, younger face gives me a new outlook, you know, on life. That's great. Uh, That's
0: just great. A, some final
2: uh, points. I mean. Um, we all want to look as, as refreshed as we feel, and we all do a lot of things to take care of ourselves, uh, the awareness of the foods that we eat, exercise, uh, and all of that has been so important just to improve our own health and longevity um, as, you know, as a country as a whole. Um, In considering uh, plastic surgical procedures or any aesthetic procedures, I think it's important to form a partnership uh, with your doctor um, to work with someone who you really feel understands your goals, um, is willing to hear your fears and trepidations, and once you have formed that partnership uh, moving forward, your results are always going to be more successful.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And then one quick last-minute question for you, um, Dr. Furman. Given that you spend a lot of your time in the Hollywood community, is there are there any beauty secrets um, you know yeah. that you can help or share with our audience? You know,
1: those tapes <laughs> were saved my life. Um, uh, and then uh, you know, what, stay sun damage, and it it just is. I cannot believe the before and after, the, the way you know, I the brown spots and the how. What would you? How do you describe like the just yeah. the irregularity, yeah. pores, everything that that years of sun damage does, and it's so important. I'm just now about putting sunscreen, even when I when I when I'm not going out in the sun, when I'm going out in, to work, when I'm going in my car, when I'm walking around town. I use sunscreen, which I never did before. Ever. And, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, if I'm laying out in the sun or if I'm going to be out playing tennis or riding horses, of course, then. But not every day. And it's the every day, you know, the sun damage that causes aging in addition to your genes and your diet and your health and everything else. But there are things that women can do to prevent aging and sun, you know, um, sunscreen and sun for, for staying out of the sun, which, by the way, I'm a sun worshiper, which is going to be very hard for me. You know, I might put my lower
2: half in the sun
1: now, and then I'll come in and get... <laughs> well,
2: luckily, luckily with the, the halo, we're able to reverse um, a lot of the UV damage. And just looking at her before and afters, uh, I would say we reversed at least 50%, if not more, of her uh, UV damage and, and spots and, and really made a significant difference on the uh, health and quality of her skin.
1: What was the name of that stuff that I used, the, the serum? This is a really good product. Too, which I'm still using, which I think has made a big difference.
2: In the oh, product. the Elastin. So what it yeah, does. yeah, the Elastin serum.
1: So there was a product that he gave me to use post-op that, yeah. me that yeah.
2: really helped. Yeah, that's a, that's a great uh, post-procedure serum and cream. Uh, and then great. you,
0: Dr. Creamy, what would be your last-minute little tip here for our listeners um, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, graceful aging, if you will? Uh-huh.
2: Uh, I would echo uh, the same things that, uh, that Dr. Berman said. Uh, I think um, diet is uh, very important not only for your body but also for your face. Uh, obviously, um, you know, avoiding any kind of, like, cigarette smoking is, is critical uh, for your face. Um, and then great um, sun protection and uh, sun avoidance is also very, very important.
0: Okay. Well, Dr. Berman, Dr. Karimi, thank you so much for being on Aesthetic Insider Radio. It's been such a pleasure to have you both on the show, and uh, I can't wait to see the before and after pictures. All right. Thanks, thank Angela.
1: Thank
0: you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: So the only thing is that they might say, well, obviously she has makeup. Do you have one with me with makeup a little